0: Tell report out to me. Ow! Shit! And your mother! God damn it! I've signed myself into a criminal institution! Greetings. You are listening to Cult Cinema Capital. Excited as Toyota for Game Pass on Xboxes for Pride Month.
1: <laughs> Everybody's
0: excited for
1: Toyotathon.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm, ex- I'm. I'm as excited for uh, Happy Honda Days. <laughs> Honda only celebrates two holidays: Pride <laughs> Month and Happy Honda Days. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. They're going to throw up a rainbow for Pride Month, and then it's going to be Happy Honda Days again. That's the two yep. seasons of, of Honda. <laughs> Just of shit, man. Like, that's... A, these people don't give a shit. They don't, they don't give a shit. You're telling me Xbox cares? They're using Pride Month to try to sell me three months of Game Pass for $5. <laughs> yeah, Okay, Stonewall. Shut up.
1: Hello, gay. We have... We Sorry. have queer stuff for you also we have this month.
0: Queer stuff, I love it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm I'm, I'm I, the more than anything, like more than the the um the capitalist, the capitalist, the consumerization of Pride Month, just especially considering, right, ten ten years ago. Ten years ago, there would be no. Like I remember having an argument with a boss once in social mar- social media marketing about putting something up for Pride Month, and he was just like, "No, now it's going to be like the whole website is is rainbows, and we're going to give you ten percent off for the struggle." <laughs> Shut the fuck. I'm sorry, it makes me really upset. That's one of the things that makes me really. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We're
1: going to be farting. We're going to be farting rainbows and glitter, but then on July first, it's yeah. Uh...
0: Well, yeah, you got to roll out the American flag yep for that you can't uh, all right all right enough of that we're gonna have fun
1: yes so happy pride month listeners and welcome to uh cult cinema catacombs so we've got um a movie neither one of us have seen on this episode so i i went with this one because i found out that it is apparently a a gay camp classic so much so where John Waters calls it one of his all-time favorite films. (laughs) And I'm like, why have I never heard of this film? Why have I never seen this film? And then I saw that it stars Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. And I'm like, why have I never seen this film? So we're going to be watching the 1968 film Boom, uh, which is based off of the Tennessee Williams play. And I'm serious. This is the name of the play. (laughs) <laughs> the the milk train doesn't stop here anymore
0: that's the name of the tennessee williams play
1: <laughs> that is the name of the tennessee williams play and he adapted the play for this film he he did the so screenplay good. adaptation himself and we've got elizabeth taylor aura goforth or she calls herself sissy okay. uh we have richard We have Richard Burton as Christopher Flanders, also known as Angelo Del Morte. In the movie? Yeah, that's his character in the movie. Oh, sure. Okay. And then, if that wasn't gay enough, we have playwright Noel Coward. No! Playing the role of Bill Ridgway, the Witch of Capri. It's almost
0: as good as Lance Sanchez, the Queen of Mexico. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> not quite as good as my as my alter ego, the Lance Sanchez, the Queen of Mexico. But almost. Credit <laughs> game recognized game. See, and, and the thing is, is, is
1: that if you know anything about Elizabeth Taylor, you you know she she's went through a lot of husbands in her lifetime, and the tagline. For this movie was She outlived Six rich men And I'm like Okay So this movie's about Elizabeth Taylor
0: Yeah this Liz Taylor's like The um, The spirit Halloween Of former marriages With like uh, B-list celebrities In the 60s And the 70s Like she will set up Shop in that person When somebody else Moves out Mm Mm-hmm yeah, she's just like,
1: oh, you're free. I'm moving in then. I'm moving in. I and and so, as I said, you know, it's it's starring her and Richard Burton, who were married for, I believe, it was the second time when this film came out. And I, prior to this, they had acted in some pretty well known films. I they were in uh, Cleopatra, which was a a bomb because of how much money it cost to make the movie versus how much it sure. made. But they were also in um Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, which was an Academy Award winner? Um, the adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew. Uh they've done television as themselves and everything. And so then along came this film. And from what I've read, basically they're playing exaggerated versions of their of themselves in this film. Um, Tennessee Williams also, like I said, he stated you know that he wrote the screenplay for this. He went on to say that this was the best movie version of any of the plays he's ever produced.
0: Yeah, Tennessee Williams had his own problems. I love him, <laughs> but. Um...
1: The, the box office critics and audiences disagreed with him because this thing was such a giant bomb. Um,
0: hey, I can tell you that Morbius is my favorite superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean it's true, even though it might be.
1: Um, That's why I'm, you've got paranormal activity going on in your house right now. Isn't? Oh, is,
0: am I getting morbed?
1: You're getting morbed. That's what's I'm happening. I'm getting
0: morbed because I have, a, I have a hot take, and so the ghosts moved in. Is that what's going on? Yes. That's what, that's from now on. That's what getting morbed is. Yes. <clears throat> Somebody's like, uh, oh, well, Terminator 3 was my favorite Terminator movie, and now I have a poltergeist. That's called getting morbed now, so just know that.
1: <laughs> um. Some other things to to note about this film. Like I said, um, John Waters has called this his all-time favorite film. And it's kind of him who spearheaded this into becoming the gay cult film that it is. Uh, People who have watched this film have said that it is literally batshit bonkers uh, because of not only the plot – but the line delivery, the extreme peaks and valleys that the characters go into, um, and I, you've, we've got, you know, some choice dialogue in this movie, like, like Flora sissy go for forth saying. Well, well, I've escorted six husbands to the Eternal Threshold and come back alone without them. Now it's my turn. I have no choice but to do it, but I want to do it alone. I don't want to be escorted. I want to go forth alone. And you, you counted on touching my heart because you knew I was dying. Well, you miscalculated this one. The milk train doesn't stop here anymore. This, uh,
0: yeah, I that's mean, an actual line in the movie. Uh, I'm, here's the thing, though, right? Like, yeah. Also, what you just you just Tennessee all over my Williams with that line. <laughs> that is like the most like I can see it on paper, right? I can see that on paper. Tennessee Williams realizes that needs to realize that people are gonna read the, the, like it's gonna come out of somebody's mouth. Yeah. and uh, i mean great good let's do it like i understand i'm not arguing like i want to be there for this so
1: and and, um everything described as what the character the witch of capri played by (laughs) noel cowell (laughs) uses to keep alive in this film Uh, has been also subsequently been attributed to what's been keeping Keith Richards alive. (laughs) Um, And he's even got a choice line, apparently, in this movie where he says, if my heart beats blood, that is not my blood, but the blood of anonymous blood donors. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just, just, I mean, uh, wow. I mean, right now it has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um Time Magazine's review for this movie is is that uh <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton display the self-indulgent freckleness of a couple of rich amateurs hamming it up at a country club. Uh Newsweek called it a pompous pointless nightmare. The Hollywood Reporter called it an ordeal in tedium. Uh Lawrence Devine of the Los Angeles Herald Examiner uh, exclaimed, Why was Boom made in the first place?
0: I um love, Roy. I love, and I'm not I'm not being facetious. Like I love a vanity pick. I love a vanity movie. Like a movie that you know is being made because they wanted to make the movie. What what was the May West one we watched? Oh, sex tat. Yeah, I love it. I love the energy so much. Like, I love just the pure ego that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to watch this movie.
1: <laughs> I, John Waters, um, in an interview in a book called The Best Film You've Never Seen, he describes the film as, quote, beyond bad. It's the other side of camp. It's beautiful, atrocious, and it's perfect. It's a perfect movie, really, and I never tire of it.
0: There there's a point at which I think that we should start referring to it as like Valhalla. That these <laughs> that these type of movies cross over into something else. It
1: transcends. And
0: we have watched so many movies that have entered Valhalla that that go past good or bad. All concepts of moral uh, you know uh, of what we would consider good and bad and cross a threshold into valhalla and this has to be one of those movies
1: it's gotta be i mean i, I mean because let, let's look at some of those films that that's happened with we've got um, kiss meets the phantom of the park uh
0: twice dead uh yeah uh, rats night of terror yeah where the achievement at some point and i really believe this has to be true right the the achievement by the the team that's making it there's a, there's a there has to be a conscious active point and i would love for this to be like an interview question when people are interviewing people like at what point did you give up on the movie being good or <laughs> bad and just it became something completely different like the film version of apocalypse now like, where you become Colonel Kurtz and you're just in the jungle doing Island of Dr. Moreau shit with your movie, and it comes out the other side as uh, Twice Dead. Like, <laughs> people are just, like, I honestly, honestly, and I'm gonna say this, and I know it's kind of popular to comment on Morbius right now, not to make this show less evergreen, but <laughs> I feel that way about Morbius. Like, there was a point in that movie where you're like, this movie isn't – this movie is trying to be birthed. This movie is a ritual trying to happen. It's no longer a superhero movie. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it is that movie. Like, I think that that's kind of – like, like we love that shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this movie is going to fall into that category, and I cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like uh there I watched both alligator movies recently. Alligator and Alligator Two. There's a point in Alligator Two where I think it almost breaches that threshold. Um there's a point where the Alligator uh, you've seen Alligator Two, right?
1: No, I've not seen part okay, two. I won't I've only say seen anything. part one. I'm not yeah, say I plan cause... on seeing part two now that it's on Shudder. Yeah. Yeah, there
0: I was like I was like after I watched the um Alicia Silverstone fights a shark and maybe Jesus. I don't know what the movie's about. Um, and Alligator One, which I watched because I had never seen it. Like I got bored and watched Alligator Two. And there's a point in that movie where it crosses a Rubicon of like monster, like like monster movie mm-hmm. into like territory that is like you have you have you've really pierced a veil and you're going for something here. And I appreciate that. Like get the glory, get the glory <laughs> done. Like your arms are long enough to box with God. Let's do this with the alligator. <laughs> and um, I want that for this movie.
1: So it's like Piranha Two: the spawning where, yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: Like where it's a monster movie, but the monster becomes like, and not in an asylum way where it's like the monster becomes big and giant and, you know, it, I mean, it's Alligator. So obviously there's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But also, after watching Alligator 2 and Alligator 1, how much of Lake Placid pinched off of that loaf <laughs> of bread? Like, like, how much of the, uh, of the uh, sourdough starter was in Lake Placid when they made that movie? Because it's all of it, my friend. <laughs> it is every bit of it. Oh, nice. uh, but yeah, like like let's I'm sorry, I'm on one tonight. Let's start. Let's watch a movie. We've given Alrighty. me everything I need.
1: <laughs> let's go. And I also let's...
0: want you to remember this conversation when August rolls around and I tell you what this <laughs> thing is. <that>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go watch ourselves some Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor try to outact each other.
0: Just remember in, in August, Hitler made paintings. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> just you'll not it make sense.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> All right, gang, we will be right back after we watch Boom! Wait a minute. No, Andy, we're not ready for Boom yet. Okay. Because I got something else for you as well. Boom is not the only thing we're going to be okay. watching on this episode. I've I've got a, a little uh, horde d'oeuvre for you, a little croutrement oh, for you. Oh, um,
0: God. All right.
1: So, um exploring online you know you run into things and you know looking up you know gay kick things like I like to um I ran into something (laughs) online yeah like I do I, I ran into something online and um we need to watch this and discuss it Before we watch and discuss Boom. So this is going to be a rare episode, folks, where we're going to have three segments instead of two segments involved with this. Um, Because I found – do you remember a show from the 80s called Madam's Place?
0: Yeah, with the drag queen puppet. Yes,
1: Wailing Flowers and Madam.
0: Purple dress. Yes, yeah, I got it.
1: Well – Someone has uploaded episodes of the show onto YouTube. Oh God! Okay. Uh, first and foremost, I forgot that Corey Feldman was a cast member on this show.
0: Corey, I didn't know. I don't think I knew that.
1: Yeah, he he was he was a regular. He didn't appear at every episode, but he was a regular along with Edie McClure. Um, and Judy Landers was a regular on the show. Uh, I think it was it was either Judy or Audrey. It was one of the two sisters, one of the two Landers sisters. Um, but this episode that I found, I quite possibly think, I mean, this is one of those things where if people did not realize just how homosexual Wailing Flowers was, (laughs) this episode either would make you realize how homosexual Wailing Flowers is, or you're just that oblivious. Okay. it's an episode that stars famous drag performer Charles Pierce. Okay. Uh, Char- Charles Pierce was famous for his impersonation of Betty Davis. Uh, probably one of the best Betty Davis drag performances and, and, and female impersonations ever. And it, I picked this because he based his performance of Betty Davis off of Elizabeth Taylor's impersonation of Betty Davis in every, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. So in this episode, Charles Pierce plays his um, either cousin or aunt—I can't remember—but he comes to visit. But he suffers from an affliction, and that affliction is: if you utter the word "trash" to him, he suddenly transforms into Betty Davis. Okay. (laughs) And if. Becomes basically RuPaul's Drag Race cat fights before RuPaul's Drag Race cat oh, fights existed.
0: N- nice. Okay. <laughs>
1: so we're watching that first before we watch Boom. So okay. Are you ready for some Madam's God, Place?
0: It's been. When you mentioned Madam's Place to me, it had been, God, I don't know, 30 years since I've <laughs> thought about Madam's Place? Maybe maybe 25 since i even thought since the, the since it crossed my mind <laughs> since i've seen anything referencing madam's place so yeah and, and some of the-
1: Some of the episodes that are up to is like – like I didn't realize Madam's Place was used as a backdoor pilot for Pee-wee's Playhouse. There's an an episode where Pee-wee Herman is on the show as Pee-wee Herman, and he's talking to Madam about how he wants to – he goes on a date with the the Landers girl. And he's talking about how he wants to create a television show for all the boys and girls in the world to make them feel safe and loved and happy and – you know, be playful and whatever. So he kind of does an audition on the show within the show, the talk show. And because of that, he lands a contract with CBS to do a kid's show. And I'm like, wait the fucking minute. (laughs) Madam's place was the back door pilot for Pee Wee's Playhouse.
0: That's amazing.
1: So you've got that going on. You've got an episode also where, uh, Madam and, um, uh Betty White have a cat fight. Um, <laughs> there's an episode uh where she's dishing the trash with Debbie Reynolds. I mean just some I gotta some... go
0: watch these more than just <laughs> this one, but
1: just just some wow episodes um in this thing. That's all I got to say.
0: All right. Well let's watch this first, and then uh we will uh watch boom.
1: You got it. So we will be right back after we are done discussing uh watching madness plays we'll quickly discuss it and then we'll go off to watch boom it's
0: gonna be quite a month we're getting yes. into all
1: right be right back folks they often say she's an ageless wonder her lust for life makes
0: this lady tear when a young
1: That was uh that 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 was quite a trip back to the 80s there now wasn't it?
0: I listen I love it. <laughs> uh, I it is it it is tailor made for me because we all know how I feel about variety shows right? Uh. Like we've been over that. You know we all know how I feel about 80s sitcoms. We've been over that. Like and uh I gotta like the inclusion of a obvious puppet that is not alf and a tv show is also a plus for me um <laughs> pretending this puppet is a human person is great like that I'm host a
1: hit to... that host a late a hit late night talk show
0: yeah i might have to watch all the rest of the episodes again <laughs> just to do it on my own time so that's what this show has done to my brain
1: so now were, were you familiar at all with charles pierce before watching this episode
0: yeah i was and i don't know why um (laughs) i don't know why but yeah i was uh probably just tangentially through being alive and moving in the circles that i've moved in but i've never sat down and like actually watched charles pierce do his thing so it was it was good it was fun for me to watch for sure
1: yeah he's definitely known for his betty davis impersonation out of all of them his stage show Definitely a little bluer than that.
0: I didn't need May West flashbacks to <laughs> what you made me watch before, but I think it was a better May West than May West was for real.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he's a better Betty Davis than Betty Davis right? was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Charles Pierce was great at doing. Uh, Female impersonation, and yeah, Betty Davis is definitely one of the best ones he's ever done. And like I said, that that's a the routine that he was doing on the show is a very toned down, made for television version (laughs) of his routine. I'm sure. Yeah, He, he, he goes further than that than he did on the show. Although he does got some great lines like is it true that on your car it says for covered wagons only I... <laughs>
0: there was some he he delivered some his delivery great like <laughs> I, I, him like like paul lind level delivery mm-hmm. like just quick and seemingly um earnest and off the cuff and he's just that fast and um it was it was delightful Compared to everything else we did this month, <laughs> delightful. I, I, Boom, it was delightful.
1: I will say, I think the best joke that he said though was when you know Madam was trying to convince him who he really was, and he wasn't Betty Devins that he was actually um her cousin Charlie. He's like, Don't you remember me? I'm your cousin Madam. He goes, Oh, yes, yeah, that's because your mom called you Madam because she couldn't spell B."
0: <laughs> 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 so I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, man. It was great. I uh, all the characters, fantastic. Uh, you know, it was spot on '80s, uh, right down, right up and down the line. Uh, Paul Rubin's episode was just uh, truly a delight. To watch. Yeah,
1: so Yeah, so you watched the Paul Rubens episode, or like I called it, the backdoor pilot yeah, to Pee And it Plant. was. Yeah.
0: And he's like 12 years old. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so handsome young as in that episode. shit. Just handsome as shit. I
1: thought like Paul Rubens used to be that young. It's like I'm looking at yeah. him like, God, you're so young here.
0: And adorable. Just, you know, because when. When you know, it's hard when you watch Paul Rubin's career arc, you know, and yeah, he had his thing, which okay, whatever, do what you're Mm -hmm. gonna do, but um, who am I? Who am I to say it, you know? Um, but like getting into his later stuff, and um, you know, he's definitely aged, but back then, man, he was just a cutie, adorable little guy, funny a obviously loved what he was doing it wasn't blue mm-hmm. like you said i am pretty sure you know we all know that his stage stuff back then was a little more avant-garde a little more blue but this was all you know g-rated fun stuff there was a great bit there was a really great bit in the episode where um i forget her name what's what's the niece's name
1: Oh, I forgot. Uh, It's the Lander sister. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, but I can't remember the
0: character's name. Judy. Judy Judy meets the the nude, Madam's nude model. Like, that scene was funny. Mm -hmm. Like, straight up funny. Like, the way everything was delivered, the lines were set up. Like, it was, it's great. Like, I think everybody should watch this show. It's just fun. Like... It was a good, it was a good in between palate cleanser for what we watched the other two <laughs> things for the month. So yeah.
1: What's interesting is that if you depending on what episode you watch, I mean, like I said, I totally forgot he was a cast member of this show. Uh, one of the supporting cast member characters is is played by Corey Feldman, a very young Corey Feldman, and also uh, another cast member who occasionally appeared on the show was Edie McClure and she played uh madam psychic advisor oh yeah yeah well that's fun but she had tons of guest stars on the show i mean i was looking at some of the episodes and i'm like mm-hmm. god look at who she got to appear on the show i mean you got you got betty white you got, there's one episode with phyllis diller uh one episode with frankie avalon out of all people <laughs> um i uh Ernest Borgnine was on an episode, and I just a, a who's who cavalcade basically of guest stars. I mean, Scatman Scatman Carruthers was on an episode.
0: <laughs> did he? Did you he tell her she had the shinin'?
1: No, no. But I remember. I remember watching the episode and and him and Madam do some scat singing. Oh no. Yeah. Oh
0: no. Oh yeah that's not great. <laughs> 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 it's problematic, <laughs> but okay. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, I would recommend, I, I mean, someone has loving, lovingly added all the episodes onto to Twitter. Uh, not Twitter, but YouTube. And I would definitely check it out. Cause I, uh, back then that was as close to gay representation on this side of Paul Lynn that gay people <laughs> <laughs> on television was madam
0: so yeah i i, I everybody should watch a couple episodes if they're all there's like 64 episodes loaded up on youtube mm-hmm. like all like a ton of them and it it's a it, the really good quality like yeah. very good
1: especially since you could tell that they were recorded off the usa network cuz you see the usa mm, network God. logo in the corner
0: seeing that usa network come up the way it did Oh, like, that brought back uh, memories, oh, yeah. Didn't it though? Like up all night. I yeah, I missed the year. old days like, of yeah. USA
1: Network with with yeah with up all night and Commander USA's groovy movies and
0: uh huh. Especially like, back dance back and immediately, party. Just my mind went straight, and that might be part of the reason I enjoyed it so much because I was immediately tra- transported, like instantly.
1: We might have to do some Dance Party USA on this show so we could see, you know, young Kelly Ripa get, <laughs> getting down and boogieing on on the USA Network. <laughs> oh, my lordy. All right. So now uh, we will be right back and we will explore something that's a polar opposite of um, this. And that is Elizabeth Taylor and God Richard Burton. Damn it. God and, damn and it. Tennessee Williams boom. Oh,
0: my God. David Lynch's Tennessee Williams.
1: <laughs> uh. All right, Gag, we'll be right back.
0: Don't reach for a smoke. Wait till I offer you one. May I have one? Kiss me for it.
1: Since Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, has Tennessee Williams created such raw passions, such startling, striking characters, devoid of all hypocrisy and inhibitions?
0: Is this a time for kissing? Not since Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Have Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton been so emotionally explosive? Malicious lies! Ma- malicious distortion! So it's not true he was in your bedroom by invitation. She was rich, demanding, shameless, domineering, but in the depths of her soul,
1: as frightened as any one of us. Die! Mrs. Gelford! Don't murder!
0: He walked the vague line between lust and saintliness. I get panicky when, uh, I've nobody to care for. Is that so? You seem to be setting yourself up as a saint of some kind.
1: She had used her body as a stepping stone to wealth and domination. Now she wanted this stranger. Could she take him on his terms? How many times do you have to be invited into a lady's bedroom? (laughs)
0: boom the milk train doesn't stop here anymore Roy oh my god I don't shit on your mother (laughs) I've never from the first beat of the movie (laughs) until the last beat of the movie it was Brando's Island of Doctor Moreau performance combined with Brando's Apocalypse Now performance he was <laughs> <laughs> like it was out of control oh
1: yeah I and what gets me is is that reports are that they were drunk while filming this movie and I'm watching this movie and I'm like you don't say because very sloppy line delivery um we now know that if it is true that they were drunk while filming this movie that richard burton is a quiet drunk (laughs) and elizabeth taylor is basically billy from creep show
0: so first question i have Mm -hmm. right is what in the dagobah were they at when they filmed this movie (laughs) some island in italy that's all i know like what the hell were they the The
1: exterior shots were at at some house in italy that they found and then the interior shots were at (laughs) de la renta studio which
0: makes which which
1: is perfect
0: you know like paper mache a house together (laughs) like I love yeah so much like hewn rock I loved it. the Flintstones windows in the house yes. <laughs> holy shit this movie like this movie was uh, like an like a like a early Calvin Klein ad just two hours of it though with actual like dialogue <laughs>
1: It's a pure fever dream. I, it's like I was describing it to m- my friend saying, imagine if Tommy so went back in the past, talked Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton into starring in a film that he's directing that it adapts a Tennessee Williams play, and you have the movie.
0: It's it, – okay, so we, we've watched a lot. <laughs> you recently posted all the stuff that we've watched yeah. over the three – Odd years that we've done this show. Um there have been a few things where I've watched them and like questioned my own sanity, like while <laughs> watching them, especially early on before I was broken by this show. <laughs> this really made me question that I was watching what I was watching. Oh yeah, there it set a scenes, new bar. It set a new bar. There are scenes bar. in this movie with a monkey chained to a pole for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> just in the background, does it not a plot point? Just well, in the background, she she is the Colonel Kurtz of an island. Liz Taylor, like, has slaves.
1: Yes, in, in her moo. In in her mumu yeah, she's she she's in a moo the entire time.
0: She killed a man, and then I'm pretty sure just hired his <laughs> mistress to work for her. Yeah. Insane.
1: Oh, and she has a minor bird.
0: She has a minor bird, yes. She also has a, 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 an Indian man that she dresses up and makes follow her around, <laughs> screams at just daily, just daily. She has a doctor, which I'm pretty sure is the, you know, um, I forget the guy's name from Saturday Night Live, but the doctor from uh, 30 Rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she abuses like every reaction. She abuses everybody in this movie. Every possible reaction is the most extreme reaction you could have to a situation.
1: Yeah, think Nomi Malone and Showgirls with the French fries, throwing the-, the French fries. But on a higher level, every single time she reacts,
0: mommy dearest but all the loudest parts cut together for two hours and it's out of control it is out of control you put your fucking
1: clothes on
0: <laughs> there is a scene in this movie and it might be my favorite scene of all of cinema now in all of cinema, and I'm it's, not exactly. It's
1: when she comes out with that Sputnik
0: hairdo that's supposed to be Kabuki theater. Oh, when she's talking about how she used to be <laughs> in the Kabuki theater, yes, was wild, was wild. But no, I mean there is a scene in this movie where they're dining outdoors. By the way, there is a man who rides a trolley into her home, like yes. the Secret Wonderland in Mister Rogers, with its own theme song. Yes,
1: no no cowl as, as the Cowell.
0: witch, yeah.
1: As the witch who stays alive and youthful due to blood transfusions. Yeah, it has blood way.
0: transfusions for like children to stay alive.
1: And it's like, and I love the way that Elizabeth Taylor dresses. It also nonchalant. It's like, oh, is it true? It, it, literally, she's like Judy Garland slu- slurring all over the place. Is it? You says blood transfusions had to
0: stay youthful. Let me tell you about life. <laughs> and then there, but there is a scene in this movie where she is she is uh ill like she's she has well, i don't know what she has
1: i assumed it was consum- the consumption yeah
0: something some kind of di- wasting disease mm-hmm. and the they send a doctor to try to find out what's wrong with her to her <laughs> island and <laughs> The doctor in, in an effort to make it easier on her brings a and keep in mind what,
1: 1960
0: 1968 68 brings in a, a portable x-ray machine and he's explaining the portable x-ray machine she dresses him down and tells him to leave but the portable x-ray machine is still there on in the scene she apropos of nothing. Throws a portable X-ray machine two thousand feet down this cliff into the ocean. I, I, it might be my favorite scene in all of film. In all of cinema. (laughs) The Death Star run holds nothing (laughs) when when shown against this scene in this movie.
1: What what I love also is when she sees it. She's just like, it looks like a buggy for an alien, and you tell like the alien. Yeah, for an alien baby, and you could tell like she was trying to remember what her lines were, but she was just so blitzed off of the alcohol.
0: I think the actual <laughs> line she delivered was, "It looks like a baby buggy for an alien baby." She said "baby" twice yeah. in one sentence. Every scene for <laughs> was <laughs> insane.
1: What I love is when Richard Burton starts reciting the 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 Xanadu poem to her. Yeah. Oh God. And he, like, says the first verse of the Xanadu poem, and, you know, he's saying it so eloquently in his Richard Burton voice, and then all of a sudden
0: we get Elizabeth Taylor go, what? <laughs> 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 well, the, Richard Burton's no better, because basically Richard Burton is a black widow. Like he kills, he he goes and and marries off to, to to old rich women before they die so he can get their fortunes. That's yeah, some sort of shtick. some sort of angel of death. Yeah. Yeah, but we open the movie with Richard Burton on the back of a speedboat with two <laughs> giant burlap sacks, and then just jumping off the speedboat, swimming a mile to shore, climbing a thousand foot sheer rock face. And then getting attacked by Dobermans. Mm-hmm. That's how the movie opens, apropos of fucking nothing. Oh, and, the, and
1: and the the person that she has in charge of the Dobermans is a dwarf.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, dressed dre- dressed uh, up in Nazi clothing. I swear. Yeah, he's it's, definitely like. Yeah. He, yeah. He
1: he's definitely high Hitlering all over the island. I mean,
0: she. I'm telling you, man. She. This is Colonel Kurtz on a – but it's Liz Taylor, and Martin Sheen is Richard Burton, and she locks him in a room for God knows how long. Oh, and yeah. And he brings out this mobile.
1: And he's got a craving for milk.
0: Yeah. What is the mobile? What is that about? Like, And then he's like, hang the mobile outside of the door so she'll see it.
1: Yeah, and she's like, what is
0: that? What is that? it's that Gasly, get, get rid of it dictation dictation <laughs>
1: dictation oh my god okay so the scene when her and Noel cow are dining and she talks about her theory that all life is memory that's one of those immediately i'm thinking oh this is one of those conversations that you have with the woman at the bar you don't want to get into a conversation with right She's like, I stood over here, now I move over to there, that's memory. And then I move over to here, that's memory. And then I come back over to here, that's memory. Everything's memory. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> here she goes. Meanwhile, 30 minutes into the movie, <laughs> Chris is watching it with me, and he goes, oh, just die and get over with it. <laughs> and
0: you, he wanted Elizabeth Taylor to die so bad. And you keep expecting her to soften like, that to be the thing? Like, finally Richard Burton gets through, and she's... No. Okay. Till the last single beat of the movie, she is a raging bitch.
1: What I love is, like, she coughs up blood and then immediately turns to him and she, goes, so you want to fuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have an amazing body. Does she, though, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> Just constantly wearing, like, like sheer like moo like a oh. c- like like z cut
1: <laughs> and at one point you can definitely tell she was not wearing underwear under that She's standing who,
0: in front of one of those weird windows
1: and then all of a sudden i'm like oh okay she's na- she's she's naked under that okay there's her bush okay
0: sure, there it <laughs> is all right
1: <laughs> there's there's elizabeth taylor's passion right there by far uh,
0: not the Weirdest thing I've seen uh, in this movie because they keep sicking Dobermans on people. And, and then the, the whole dinner,
1: the, the whole dinner scene was just awkward and bizarre. And then the, the whole abuse that she gives to the woman that she hired to write her autobiography,
0: her, her autobiography. And, um, the scene which, where, uh, Burton, uh, manhandles her where he goes into her room
1: Mm -hmm.
0: after her husband, after we find out that her husband was murdered by Liz Taylor and she's mate writing her autobiography Mm -hmm. where he takes the picture of her husband and puts it in a drawer. Yeah. (laughs) God, (laughs) God, (laughs) this whole movie is insane.
1: And what kills me is, is I mean, they, they make this big ordeal about, You know, it's Burton and Taylor lighting the screen with passion. They don't start acting with each other until literally 50 percent into the film.
0: Right. There's a scene. Oh, my God, I forgot about my favorite scene in the movie. One of my favorite scenes outside of the throwing the x-ray machine into the ocean, (laughs) which I'll never in my life stop talking about. Um, When Richard Burton gets to the island, they give him a kimono. Yeah. And a samurai
1: sword. Yes. Yeah, she's just like, because they talk about how his clothes are torn and everything. So she's picking an outfit and she picks a kimono with a sword. I'm like, it's a
0: it's a a ceremonial samurai garb. It's a warrior's (laughs) garb. You better keep that. You better keep that sword on you at all times. What is what is this? What is this? It is
1: definitely. It's definitely a vanity project of somebody's. I mean, I don't know if it's a Burton vanity project. It's all
0: three of them. You know it's all all four of them. And there is zero subtlety to this film. Zero. None. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It is the most over-the-top thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: (laughs) How long do you wait at the door when a woman invites you in?
0: You'll be the first (laughs) man turned down and request to come to my bed. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I love that her name was Sally GoForth.
0: This movie could definitely <laughs> be a midnight movie. Oh like, yeah. It should be. Everything is quotable. The whole movie is quotable.
1: I mean, you got choice lines like when, when she's walking away and she's not paying attention to where she's walking and she runs into her her Indian slave who's got tray oh, upon God. tray upon tray in his arms. And she knocks them all down and she immediately looks at him and screams shit
0: on your mother. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that was the scene right after she threw the uh... – The x-ray machine. I think that all happened in the span of about five minutes.
1: Yes. And I'm like, did Liz Taylor just actually say that? I was like, I'm never, ever now going to question her appearance in the Flintstone movie. Because I'm like, you know what? No, that's not beneath her. Because she was in Boom.
0: (laughs) No, but I could certainly see costumes and quoting and throwing things in a movie theater while watching this film. 100%. Oh, and if then, I had a repertory theater, I would do it every Saturday night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the 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 classic Hollywood cliche of working the title into the movie. Oh, yeah. The, the way this film does it with Richard Burton looking at the waves going boom, boom. <laughs> and, and finally explains that that's the sound of the waves crashing against the rocks, taking, <laughs> destroying life one sweep at a time. Boom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I don't. I, I don't, man. I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've <laughs> broken me to the point where this is one of the favorite things that we've ever watched. <laughs> I can't explain why. It's like...
1: Just- because of the fact, I think it's because I mean, what, what I like about it is the fact that it has the audacity to exist. And yeah. the, the more I and more I start thinking about the bullshit that happened in that movie, oh. the more I start giggling because I'm like, yeah. God, that was an actual choice they made for this movie. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if art, if the if 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 the reason for art is to transport you to somewhere. <laughs> and make you feel like make you feel out of your own body this movie does that like 100 percent. like there were parts where i didn't know where i was, I was just like <laughs> i don't know what's going on like it, <laughs> it's, oh my god yeah everybody go just pull it up watch it i guarantee you you will not be disappointed
1: you, you will, will not not never for, you will never forget this movie for your entire life you'll find yourself quoting it. Yes. You'll, you'll find yourself thinking about bullshit that happened in this movie and just start cracking up like the, the like the the, the, tro- the, the skyboard trolley transport. Which is used twice in the movie because yeah. the second time Richard Burton is is riding it with her and is like taunting her in it, like threatening to kill her while inside yeah. the gondola. And then and then after he's like haha, I'm just kidding. And then she's like Well don't do that. Did that. I wanna fuck you.
0: There's yeah. a scene. There's a scene in this movie where Burton's got his sword and he's like on the table and on the balustrades to the to the cliff, like and Liz is freaking out, like, gets out. I don't like this. This is your violence and, and This is this movie. Just everything in this movie.
1: What I what I love is like when when he's sw- she sees him swimming in the ocean he's obviously naked in the ocean and she's just like just literally drooling while watching him and 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 just like oh god yes he's so sexy I want him I want him and the minute he gets out of the water then that's when she screams put your fucking clothes on
0: isn't I'm that like, after she takes him to the slave quarters
1: yes <laughs> okay.
0: I have a house down here and I just put him in there and they'll figure out what to do. <laughs> what? Literally and, what?
1: And then when she's like flip flopping back and forth between kicking him out of the house and at one point she's like, I hate him, but I really need the rest of the man. <laughs> <laughs> like, so in other words, your drunk ass just wants him to stick it in and then leave. <laughs>
0: damn it god everybody watch this movie watch it with people and you, you can talk to about it while it's happening
1: and you'll be in disbelief that this was a tennessee williams screenplay until you hear elizabeth taylor utter the line the milk train doesn't stop here anymore at that point i'm like yep there's tennessee williams right there there's there's a batshit line he would have someone say right there. That's that's up there with I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. Yeah. Uh, you know?
0: Yeah. Like. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Watch it. Just watch it. Just don't let us live in this world by ourselves. <laughs> it needs to be populated with more people. Can you just? Can you watch it though? Just watch it. We're gonna tell yeah. you to watch it. You oh yeah. Watch,
1: it. watch the boom.
0: If you um. If you sync this up with, uh, the, uh, uh, what's the name of the circus that all the, uh, all the posters are for?
1: Oh, Ringling they, Brothers?
0: No, where they put them up all around town. Um, oh,
1: oh Shenyun?
0: Yeah, it syncs together. So just get the soundtrack. <laughs> get the soundtrack. <laughs>
1: oh my god and one other thing we forgot to mention was her attempts at trying to speak italian in this oh my movie. god
0: oh yes
1: grats the, the fuck it who speaks english yeah <laughs> she, the, she says, at one point when she trying to talk to the crowd she says fuck it who speaks english and i'm like oh my god that wasn't
0: in the script <laughs> she just didn't want to try to speak italian anymore
1: and so one poor guy reluctantly comes up like i do yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh this is improv at its finest right here (laughs) let
0: it roll no cuts
1: (laughs) we're gonna edward this shit let it roll
0: (laughs) no edits let's go one take (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh man yeah you got to see this thing to believe it it is on youtube um i actually just bought this sight unseen from shout factory just because i've heard so much about it i'm glad i did um there's a great little documentary on the blu-ray from critic uh, alonzo duralde about the batshit insanity that is this film and um I haven't watched the film yet with the commentary. I'm going to have to watch it next because the commentary is by John Waters.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If it ever comes available again, I'll buy it uh, because I like pain and (laughs) um, because I really want that John Waters commentary (laughs) on what I I watched.
1: I can only imagine what he has to say about key scenes in that movie. Uh, Well, next month is our fourth anniversary. That's right. Oh yeah baby So we're doing something special for our fourth anniversary We're doing three movies
0: Full ass This is we've been waiting for this That's all I'm going to say
1: So there is one film That Andy and I came to a consensus on And have decided Yeah we're going to do this movie Because we feel it's a long time for us to do this movie It's one of the Most infamous cult films of all (laughs) time A tentpole uh, cult film. We are finally on this show going to discuss Samurai Cop. Jesus, so good. Uh, It it was inspired by basically it was inspired by L.A. uh, by New York Ninja. It was like after we watched New York Ninja, I was like, okay, now we have to do Samurai Cop. Yeah,
0: there are movies that we should do. Like, well, what's funny was we decided that this was our anniversary, and we wanted to bring the best to the table. Of what mm-hmm. we could do. And both of us immediately said. Samurai, Samurai Cop. Cop. Like, Shit I was going to say Samurai Cop. <laughs> so we were like let's just both do that. And then choose our own. So <laughs> Samurai Cop is 100% in that mix.
1: Yes. So we'll be doing Samurai Cop. And then I chose a film. And Andy chose a film. On this episode I'll reveal the film. That I chose. Um, and yes. it's, a spe- it's a special one Andy. Because this film Harkens back to a trope that you enjoy. Okay. And that, and, and that is the all-star cast.
0: Yeah, I do love an all-star cast.
1: And this all-star cast is from the year 1979.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Um, And what's special about this movie is one of the stars makes their acting debut in this film. Oh, and it's a it's it's a star that you enjoy and I enjoy. And that star is Patrick Swayze.
0: Oh shit.
1: Okay. The movie that we will be watching is the nineteen seventy nine Patrick Swayze acting debut, Skate Town USA.
0: Yes, are you
1: fucking <laughs> kidding?
0: <laughs> um Oh yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> here is the rest of the cast of Skate Town USA. So we have Patrick Swayze making his acting debut as a leather clad leader of a roller disco gang. Yes. Um one of his assistants is played by um uh Horseshack from um uh Welcome Back Hotter. Right. Uh they are going up against Scott Bao okay. and Maureen McCormick. What? All yes.
0: right. I've never um, seen this. I know it exists. I just, I've never watched it, so I am over the moon right now with this. And,
1: and then there's another unknown blonde guy who happens to be great at um skating also that they, they put up against Patrick Swayze also. If that was not enough, we have the owners of the roller skating rink played by Billy Bardy. <laughs> Go okay, and Flip Wilson. Wait, wait what? The, Flip, <laughs> Flip Wilson.
0: The owners of the skating rink. Uh huh. Are Billy Barty. Uh huh. And Flip Wilson. Uh huh. Okay, I mean, okay, I'm. This is just yeah. <laughs>
1: the cashier
0: of this
1: roller skating rink is. Um oh god uh, uh Judy Landers So <laughs> okay. Judy so Judy Landers is back okay uh at one point Flip Wilson does become Geraldine so we have Really. Yeah, so we have Flip Wilson as the owner uh the co-owner of the Roller Disco rink and Flip Wilson as Geraldine. Okay, two separate Two separate, two separate entities within two the separate movie. entities played by the same person. Yeah. OK. And then if that wasn't enough, we also have Ruth Buzzy. Oh, oh God. <laughs> really? A, yes. As the leader of a religious right group who is coming in to investigate the, the roller disco ring to make sure that nothing deplorable is happening. Okay.
0: All right. All right. I am very excited cuz I've never seen this. So And
1: then if that was not enough, they have three very 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 old, I can't believe they're still alive, old school original vaudeville comedians from the day of vaudeville <laughs> in this movie as three old guys who's trying to pick up then Miss July of Playboy. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. This is good. (laughs) This is good.
1: And at the same time, we've got music from Earth, Wind & Fire. We've got the Jackson 5. This thing was not available for years because of soundtrack issues. But now the film is finally available and somebody had the good sense to upload it to the internet archive to watch as well. Thank you, Internet Archive. So that's why I was like when I saw it was on there, I was like, we need to do this movie. (laughs) We need to do skate down USA. Yeah, we do. Especially so you could see Patrick Swayze doing his roller skating ballet at one point in this movie, whipping his belt around like he was some dominatrix.
0: All right. I, you, i I'm sold. This is exciting. I'm glad we're doing this for an anniversary. That's that's good.
1: Chris jokingly calls the movie the uh, origin story of Vita Bohem from Tu Wong Fu. Uh,
0: OK. Yeah. I'll, I watched Tu <laughs> Wong Fu recently. So on VHS. So come at me, bro. Nice.
1: <laughs> All right. So that is one portion of our anniversary show in the next episode where we talk about Uh, elm street 2 andy will reveal what uh he has chosen although it's probably not going to be as torturous as what he's teasing me with what he chose in august
0: so this is the movie (laughs) that i chose for our anniversary i think um i think you're going to really enjoy unlike august unlike august (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna hate watching august that's a fact That that is a that is a fact
1: oh joy Alrighty, alright, gang. We will meet you on the next episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to y'all later.
0: Shit and your mother.